Well, hello, beautiful sisters. Amy Ann here. This isn't your normal Christian podcast. Let's get real. There really isn't anything normal about me. So how can it be? I'm not here to bully or shove anything down your throat. God has given me the most beautiful testimony, and he instructs us to share it throughout the Bible. So that's what I'm doing. I'll share some of my own personal trials that God has so lovingly carried me through in the hopes that you'll lean into El Shaddai, God Almighty, and allow him to transform you as he has and continues to do for me. So whether you just got home from work with your high heels on, or you're staring at a sink full of dishes, I'm here for you, sister. I see you and all the beautiful, messy life things you've got going on, and I'm here to pour some of God's light and love into you. So grab your water or whatever you prefer. Let me help you unwind. Spend some time with God and me, and let's see how deep he'll take us. Father God, I come before you, and I just ask that you use me as your vessel. Speak through me. Allow me to be as transparent as you need me to be. And Lord, don't allow me to hold back. I pray that you use me as a tool to help others. Use my story, my testimony, to help others heal. And also along the way, help me heal. Lord, I thank you for this time that you're giving to us. I just pray for everybody that's listening that you open up their ears and their hearts. Bring down the walls that Satan has provided and soften everybody's hearts. Flood them with your Holy Spirit, your knowledge, your strength, and your courage to get through whatever it is that they're going through these days. It is in your son Jesus' mighty name that we pray these things. Amen. Well, good morning, guys. It is Saturday. And it's a really busy day. My son and I are serving at church. And instead of a call time of 1.15, it's 12.30. And it's already almost 12. So I'm running a little bit behind. But it's for a good reason. God kept prompting me and telling me I needed to do this before church today. So here I am. Last night, I did some uh, research um, with God. And... He wanted me to talk about more lies that the enemy tries to convince us of. You know, I tried God and it didn't work for me. That's one of the lies. It, I hear it all the time. All the time. I was someone who led... <clears throat> I was someone who led a friends with benefits life with God. When I needed him, I would use him and then put him away when things appeared to get better. <laughs> I treated him for so long of my life as if he were a genie in a bottle rather than the God of all. It took me many, many years to figure out that God was working for me. However, I kept cursing myself by taking my will back until the next time that he needed me. During that time, in my will, I was destroying everything that he was trying to build. And I'm not just talking about my marriage, you guys. I'm talking about my entire life. Much of my life, this isn't just how I treated God, but this is how I treated the people in my life. I used them when I needed them and then left them when I didn't. God has a plan for our lives. His plan is so much better than ours, and we know it. It's just really hard to remember when life begins to hit us from all, all sides. 
reality begins to become a blur. And then suddenly all you can focus on is the storm that is seemingly engulfing you. And what seemed to be a blink of an eye, it takes over. It doesn't have to be that way. God wants to be in every single area of our lives. He wants to be in the center of our lives, controlling everything in the good times and the bad, not just in the bad times, because what was happening that I didn't realize before was every time I used him to fix a situation I had broken, I was walking right back into that same pattern because I wasn't including him in the good times. I was only including him in the bad. Some people come to Jesus with a laundry list of expectations. And when he doesn't make it all magically happen, they assume God's, God's not for them. I may shock you with this one, but God doesn't care about your plans. Look where your will and your plans have gotten you this far. He only cares about his will, building your character so that you can accomplish his will, not yours. Hebrews 6, 12 talks about living our life, working out our salvation by faith and patience. And I must, I must admit, I wrestle with both of those areas. I am, however, intentionally working with God to become a better version of me each and every day, which means that I have a whole lot more faith and patience than I did last week. <laughs> you know, I, I've talked about my dad and a little bit. And he left this world a very godly man. He didn't start out that way. And over the course of my life, there was a lot of abuse. A lot of physical, sexual, emotional, and even spiritual abuse. And I never understood growing up why I had such a desire to have a relationship with this man. But deep, deep down inside, I just wanted to know him. I now know that that was God. He kept that desire alive because there were so many parts of my life and his life where we needed each other and we grew with each other. I remember talking to my dad about a babysitter of mine who sexually abused me for weeks and my dad fell apart and this is when he had truly found God and started working on his repentance and salvation. He fell apart, you guys, and I never understood why he had such emotions, but I understand now. I understand how my life started. My first stepmom, I would have told you, was an evil woman had you asked me before I let God into my life. But because of God, I now know that she wasn't. For much of my life, when I thought that she was jealous or just didn't like me, she was actually trying to protect me. And I didn't even realize that. And I held on to so much pain and bitterness through my life because of that. You know, when you ask God to show 
view somebody or a situation through his eyes rather than yourself or the world, he really does answer. And when I asked him to show me her, he just showed me so much confusion and pain. And it filled me with this compassion that I never imagined I would have for her. And you know what, you guys, I've tried searching for her many times in the past, and I was never able to come up with anything. I know that that was God blocking me because he put it on my heart to try and find her on Friday, I believe. No, Thursday. And I found her right away. And I took it to God and I prayed for the words and the questions and what it is I need to find out. And the first thing he brought to my mind was that the reason I let you find her now was because you weren't ready back then. And after asking him questions and meditating with him, I realized that had I found her back when I was looking for, I would not have been a very nice person. I still had so much to work through. And I'm so thankful that God blocked all those times because why in the world would I want to add to this woman's confusion and pain and shame? None of us are perfect. We are all living in something that needs to be healed. And I've done years and years of counseling, guys. I became a life coach. It wasn't until I let God in and I truly started listening to him that he started healing places and revealing things that they would have destroyed me before. In Hebrews 12, 12, God calls himself the authors and the finishers of our lives. We're so eager to try to control ourselves, our lives. But they're not our lives, you guys. They're his. He's the author of these lives. He has a plan already set out. Nothing in this world is a coincidence. Nothing happens by accident. He knows every single thing. It wasn't until I started looking at my life as if it was his life that it became easier to surrender. God is constantly, oh my goodness, you guys, constantly saying, Amy, relax. This is not yours to worry about. Trade me yokes for mine is lighter than yours. I want to carry your burdens. Your only job is to have faith in me and keep me at the center of your life. Relax, Amy. Slow down. Let's get to know each other, and I'll teach you things you never dreamed of. I'll take time, my time. But in the end, you'll be more blessed than you can ever dream. Your faith will grow bigger and bigger and your life is going to be bigger than anything you could ever imagine but it's all in my time amy it's all in my time hard things are there the hard things that we go through in life are there for 
us to use them as mirrors so that God can show us where he needs us to heal and course correct. Now, I years ago, uh, it dawned on me that a lot of the things that I was doing wrong was I wasn't taking a God pause. When those feelings come in, it's not my job to react to those feelings. It's my job to take those feelings to God and to find out why they're there and what they're there trying to teach me. What they're trying to teach me. And you know, it actually took my children to teach me this. It was one day I just felt like they were jumping on my little last nerve, my last nerve, that one that just wants you to lash out. And I excused myself and went into my bathroom. I said, God, I don't understand why I feel this way towards these beautiful children. So please show me. And he showed me where every time, not just with my children, with everybody, every time that one little nerve is being bounced on, it's always been something within me that needed to change, that needed to be healed. And I'm not perfect. I didn't do this perfectly. I'm still learning how to do it perfectly. I don't, there's no such thing as perfect because we're always learning. But I do know now that when that little last nerve is being trampled on, that it's not the person in front of me or the situation at hand. It's the enemy trying to get me to spiral and God's trying to heal me. And so instead of lashing out, becoming emotional, angry, or whatever else I used to do, I take a God pause. I remove myself from the situation and I talk to God about it. And you know what, guys? 10 times out of 10, he makes sense of it. He shows me what within me needs to be healed still. It's so freeing putting God at the center of everything. I was reading my devotional this morning and it was about a walk in the dark and it, and it discussed the dark night of the soul. And the dark night of the soul is just a very, very dark place in your life where God finally broke through and showed you his light. Everybody has their own breaking point. Everybody has their own dark night of the soul. And some people don't even experience that. You know what? I have to say that I am so thankful for mine. I said it before, and I will probably continue saying it and repeating it. I absolutely love the woman that God is showing me he made me to be. He is slowly unpeeling that ugly big onion and leaving behind this beautiful pearly onion that has so much love and compassion for everybody out there. Guys, I have been through some horrible things in life and a lot of them were my own doing, but a lot of them were not. And I lived in so much shame, so much fear without even knowing it. I've released all of that. Well, 
what God has shown me so far. And I am certain that he's going to show me so much more during this journey, but he is only revealing what I can handle because he loves me and he truly wants what's best for me. He doesn't care about what he looks like. He loves me, his daughter. I, I can't even tell you how thankful I am that, that God gives us free will and that he never stops chasing after us because, you know, if he gave us free will and we took it back and he just went, okay, well, <clears throat> that's your life. Do what you want. I wouldn't be here today. I would be a mess, probably in prison or six feet under. And it's only by the grace of God that he has completely transformed my life and is continuing to transform it. So today I choose to put all of my faith in God, even when the road ahead of me looks really scary. I know that no matter what, God has my back. And he has a beautiful, beautiful story unfolding, and I can't wait to experience everything he has for me. I pray that you all are able to search your lives, forgive where you weren't able to forgive before, ask God to see that person or situation through his eyes, and then listen. He speaks to everybody differently. And I've learned that when it comes to how he speaks to me, he shows me visions where I need to see them. And every time I ask him to see a situation or a person through his eyes, it's always a vision. That doesn't mean it's going to be that way for you. He speaks audibly to me as well. And sometimes he just puts an impression on my heart. It's really up to us to figure out the discernment, to ask him for discernment, to go to him and learn his ways instead of trying to do it our way. I pray you all have a beautiful Saturday. And I pray that God blesses you in a way that you never even imagined. God bless you all. Father God, thank you for the time that we had together. Thank you for using me as your vessel, Lord. I just pray that everybody on this call has a beautiful Saturday. I pray that you bless them and show them all the love and kindness you have for them, the forgiveness, the grace. God, show them that they don't have to live in shame or fear or guilt or confusion. You are not a God of confusion. You wrote our stories before we were even alive, and you know the end. Please, God, teach each and every one of us how to lean into you, how to find our purpose in you, and how to live out that purpose each and every day. It is in your son's mighty name that we pray these things. Amen.